0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dragzine Podcast. I'm your host, Senior Editor Brian Wagner. And this week, I have put myself out there to the fires of chaos. I have Farm Truck and Asian on the show. What's going on, guys?
1: What's up? What's up, man? Good to see you.
0: Good to see you guys as well. It's uh, It's been a crazy couple years with everything going on. And you guys, you know, I, I've, I've had you guys on my list to have on the show for a while, just for the sheer fact that you are probably two of the most entertaining people I've ever seen at a racetrack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, it, I think it pays off to have a good time. You know, you, you can't fake fun, you know, especially for an extended period of time. So uh, we, we've had a good time. This has been a fun ride. Uh, it just seems to keep going. So uh, anytime you see us having a good time, it's, it, it's, it, it's true. That's who we are.
0: Yeah, it it
1: shows like that. That's
0: one of the cool things about being a media person is I get to be the fly on the wall and you see some people and, you know, there's I, I put it that, you know, there's the way they are on stage and the way they are, you know, behind the scenes. You guys always seem like you're on the chip, ready to rip at all times. And it's amazing. <laughs> I
1: like that. It's, it's true, man. We're, it, it, we're always on the edge of trying to figure out where this experience is at. There's always an experience in something, right? We're, we're trying to figure out how things work in this world. And uh, we never figure it out, but that's the fun. End. I,
0: I think one of the funniest things I've ever seen you guys do, specifically, is when you uh at the Norwalk No Prep Kings deal, where you are, uh, Commandeered a piece of track equipment, started riding. On it.
2: <laughs> I remember that. Like,
0: I'm watching this from the tower, and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Like, <laughs> it was so funny for them to all of a sudden realize what was going on. Kind of, <laughs> what's the story behind that?
1: You know what, man? Any chance we can get when we see that a, a set of keys are in a vehicle or somebody has left something running, there's nothing funnier to us than stealing it. <laughs> right? So just keep it's in our DNA. Yeah. You know, it's what we do. Just keep in mind that whatever we're doing, you know, we're best friends. So I'm trying to make him laugh. He's trying to make me laugh. And so that's the first point of contact for all of us. So I don't know there's a world around me when I'm doing that kind of stuff. And so I'm trying to make farm truck laugh at the time. And Hey, if anyone else enjoys that process, cool, but
2: not to worry, everyone gets their vehicles back. (laughs) They may be broken when they get them back, but They will get them back.
0: (laughs) You say broken, I say enhancements. You know, (laughs) on the minutia, right?
2: No, I say broken, but you know, there's always when something's broke, that's an opportunity to upgrade. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, my wife is terrified when she sees me looking at something. Kind of cock my head like a German Shepherd. She's like, "Oh no, no, we're not modifying this. We're not modifying (laughs) this." Like, well, why not? You know what? What? What could go wrong? And then she wrote out true. the list of what's gone wrong. I'm like, yeah, good point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do that sometimes, right? Like you just gotta take someone's vehicle and, and, and take it for a spin.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bring it back mostly with all the rubber on the tires and you know right. you not puke and it. right? True. N- now, farm truck, you know, we got Asia where he's trying to make you laugh. Has there been a point where you've done something a little off the wall to try to like get a rise out of him? I've seen some some shenanigans with high-powered golf carts at outlaw Armageddon again before. You know, what, what are some other stuff we might have seen or might not have seen?
2: Um, you know, we're constantly looking, uh, like Asian said, to make each other laugh, uh, you know, and it's on a daily, uh, an hourly, by the minute basis. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't possibly remember, uh, you know, uh, hardly any of the things that we do because that's actually our goal in life. Yeah. You know? Let's uh, make try to make each other laugh and have a good time.
1: Yeah, I think that a lot of people are like, oh man, you know, most people they run through their lives and they remember the pranks they have. We're not really pranksters, right? Like a lot of people think that we're pranksters and we're not. Uh, our jokes just come across as pranks because we're just it's an attempt to make each other laugh, right? Uh, whatever that is. And hey, even if it's you know at the expense of others, you know, having to try and figure out why the heck we're doing what we're doing. Uh, but now nah, we don't we don't have mile markers for what we do in life we just kind of go hour by hour minute by minute and um do our best to to make the most of it
0: i was gonna say if you guys were trying to do prank wars on each other the tally marks would have been in the millions by now (laughs) man oh we'd have killed each other by now that's that's correct he'd be dead (laughs) it'd be spy versus spy you know (laughs) you gotta find that line and that, that's the problem I've had with friends before is like, you know, th- there's that line that some people are willing to cross and others aren't willing to cross. And in, you know, the, the world where you live at a high horsepower, crazy fun, that can get kind of gnarly in a hurry. So you got to definitely kind of, you know, ha- have a hard ceiling.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's true. We know, we know our limits.
0: Awesome. Now, you know, Street Outlaws is one of the biggest shows on TV. You absolutely can't deny that. And that's, just amazing to you know. Kind of looking back on all of this, you know, I've I've talked to other guys from the show. What was your guys's moment when you kind of realized, wow, this is this is kind of a big thing.
2: It's a big thing.
1: It is, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it is telling us I, it's a big thing. I didn't know it was. Um, you know, I guess it, it's hard to pinpoint, it, but right out at the top of my head, when they started integrating our show into other reality shows, once we started uh meeting the other cast members of all these other shows that we've been watching while all the while we didn't get our own show right you know there was fast and loud there's you know uh misfit garage there's um you you know meeting um Mike Rowe from Dirty Joe, we, we, uh, the uh, the the Gold Rush guys, right? Like meeting. Once when they started integrating us into other shows, I, I began to realize we live in a reality outside of regular reality, right? And we, we get to experience some things that eh, probably the, the the regular Joe, the average Joe, won't get to experience. That's probably the moment we realized, okay, th- this is bigger than ourselves, and we'll never fully understand it.
2: You know, uh, when we did Bristol. Um, Uh, Asian and I, we were late getting to the starting line and there were 40,000 fans there and we walked up and uh, every fan there was on their feet cheering for us. Uh, That blew me away, gave me chills. uh, And that was a moment where I was like, wow, um, this is a lot bigger than I ever thought it was. Uh, All those Bristol fans were amazing people. And for all of them to get on their feet like that, it, it blew us away. We couldn't believe it.
0: And it's, it's cool that you can tell you guys are still humble about this and you enjoy it. It's like you're like you're like me. You're like a fan that's getting to live the dream. And every day you're like, wait, I get I get paid to do this.
2: Sweet. Yeah, right. It's but, true. but, you know, it was never a dream. It just happened. You know, we never we never thought, you know, that this was going to happen to us. And when it did happen, um, you know, it it just takes a while for your brain to catch up with what actually is happening.
1: So, yeah, that's true. It's it's always undeserving. Right. Because a dream, you catch the dream. You can make the dream happen. Oh, I deserve this. I've worked for this dream. I've I've made this happen. Of course it exists. I created it. Right. Whereas this. The majority of what's happened to us has been circumstantial and been just kind of a, a blessing for us to be able to um, to integrate it into our lives.
0: And, and again, you, you take it a step further. You mentioned you've been on other people's shows and then, you know, Discovery comes. You say, hey, we're going to give you your own show. What was that moment like? Was that like the total mind melt moment? It's like, wow, this this is now like, wow.
2: It was totally a wow moment. And we were immediately like, what? no, we're not <laughs> yeah. going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, although there has been a lot of talk about um, among the film crew about the Farm Truck and Asian show for a long time. But whenever it was coming uh, to materialize, um, it, w- it was hard to believe, you know, that they wanted us to do that.
0: I-, I could only imagine like in these production meetings, you guys were coming up all these big, crazy ideas and like, You know, Sam and the guys are probably looking at it going, oh, what if, why have we given these, the the inmates, the keys to (laughs) the asylum?
2: (laughs) Well, um, you know, that was kind of one of the conditions that we got to build whatever we wanted to build. Um, And no one knew how long it was going to take. And it took an awfully long, long time to do, Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, a farm boat. Uh, You know, you can't Google the instructions on how to build a farm boat. Um, And, you know, most people in production were used to the common four to six weeks on putting a car together. It took us a lot longer to build these one off things. And I think that was a surprise for them. Uh, We had no idea how long it was going to take, but we knew that it was going to take a lot longer than four to six
1: weeks.
0: And again, it, it's like the, uh, I, I joked there, the circle of chaos, the positive chaos that you guys produce is just, it's amazing to watch. It, it gets, and I can't wait to see the show, to see this this hurricane expand, because I, th- I think it's going to be amazing. And that kind of parlays into the next thing I want to talk about is, you know, Street Outlaws has, I use the word passionate fans. I use that phrase very uh, loosely. Because some of them are borderline psychotic, which is not a bad thing to have. It's awesome to see, again, being on the outside looking in, seeing at the no prep king events and, you know, PRI that like your guys' fans are just infatuated with you. And that's amazing to see. What are some of the more memorable fan interactions you've had over the years, we talked to Scott Taylor, and there was a, uh, there was a mention of a, a, a woman wanting her certain part of anatomy assigned which <laughs> is uh, definitely an interesting one for him but you know what are some of your fan interactions you've been through.
1: You know, I mean, quite honestly, hey, there's there's always the ones that want us to sign something uh, a little more intimate. Uh, we, we keep it a hard PG-13 as well. That's right. Uh, last thing we need is a picture on the internet floating around of something at a, at a weird angle, right? Like, And so, you know, really for us, um, the surprise fan interactions are the ones that are emotionally invested, right? And I know that's not as fun and that's not as uh, exciting to talk about. But for me, the ones I remember the most are the ones that... The, are the are the fans that say that we made the most impact in, in their lives and made them want to do something different that's right um you know yeah there's fun ones there's funny ones there's there, there, there's there's you know uh, beautiful ladies that come up unexpectedly and, and at there's but but for us the memorable ones are the ones that that they say that we, we've changed our, their lives and some that's way. right the father and son uh, that
2: come up and they say you know we were there was nothing on TV to watch we stumbled across your show for the first time. And after that, one of them said to the other, you know, we do have that old truck out back. They went out back and it's on the road. Now uh, that those are the stories that, uh, that are really touch us, you know, that we might've brought a family together. Uh, it, totally
1: unintentional, you know, that stuff, when we hear those stories, it just blows us away. Yeah. And that, that keeps us, that's what actually motivates us more is that, is that not that we're funny or that we thought that somebody thought we were funny or that we thought a fan was being funny. Those are very temporary, fleeting moments in life. Right. And you need a lot of those all the time, every day, every hour. But the ones that will stick with you are the ones where you you may have changed someone's life.
0: Oh, it that that's awesome to hear that. Like, uh, like I said, I've seen some of the interactions, but to see that those are the ones that really impact you guys, I think that kind of again ties it back to how big the show is and the positive impact that all of the Street Outlaw guys have been able to have. Because I've seen, you know, I joke Ryan Martin sat outside his trailer at, at National Trail Raceway and signed autographs for literally until Javi was like, "Dude, get in the car, we got to <laughs> make a hit," and he's like trying to sign someone's babies. He's belting into the car. That dude will sign <laughs> everything. Yeah. It's amazing to, like, you don't see that in motorsports these days. You just, you don't. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Well, I don't think they allow that. I think, you know, we've been to uh, an NHRA event. We've been to NASCAR events, and they usher those guys in. They usher them out. Right. And they don't allow them, you know, even the, the monster truck guys are the closest thing probably to that, that they can get out of their truck and really further interact. But hey, they have agents, they have uh, they have PR people they need to be somewhere. They have a schedule. Um, I think that we we've been kind of we've been grateful that we haven't had that schedule. Right. We haven't had. And that's really what separates NHRA from from no prep king street outlaws. Right. And there's there's a divide there. There's the uh, the, the ability the access to us is the major difference.
0: Oh, totally. Like, I, I guess the best way to put it: you guys roam around like free-range chickens. There's no handlers. You're just doing whatever <laughs> you have. You know, yeah. you, you don't see a lot. Like, rarely do you see some of the biggest names in motorsports not walking around with a shadow of someone around them. Which it's, I guess, you know, we got to throw that word around: professional. You know, yeah, they you they, yeah. they need to have that. It's it's a different deal. And it's different. I, I get the float between all these different worlds and like the outlaw style of racing, you know, like with no prep, radio racing, stuff like that. Like you can walk into these dudes pits and practically touch cars. It's a yeah. different experience. I
1: think it, I think it leads to that. I, I think everything eventually leads to that, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, like you, you use the word handler. These, these people in these professional, these professional drivers, they have a schedule. They have to make a quota. They have uh, they have to be somewhere. They have, uh, you know, the, uh, time is money in that in that world. Right. That we can't see. We can't see that money. Whereas us we just go drag racing. Right. Like uh, they've let us kind of do what we want to do. We still have to. Ryan Martin still had to get buckled in the seat. Right. So there's a very gl- slight glimpse of Javi. Being his mechanic, his tun- and his handler, right, telling him we got to get in the car and race. There's no difference in that between the guy ushering, you know, Joey Logano to his car or getting him out of his car. There's just a lot more structure, and that structure has never really reached the outlaws.
0: No, and I, you know, kind of looking at that too is is that something that kind of with the new show that you guys had that ability to not have your typical like we'll call it the street outlaws formula structure where it's like you know what, let's just let these guys run wild.
1: Sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they, they did.
2: Well, they let us build whatever we wanted. Um, but, you know, we ran into the same problem that the rest of the world did, COVID. Uh, we couldn't do the reveals the way that we wanted to do them. Uh, and we wound up racing each other a lot, uh, which that's all we could do. You know, uh, we had grandioso plans for a lot of our. Uh, our reveals, Uh, but we just couldn't do it because COVID was rampant and it was killing people. And uh, you know, we didn't want to be, we wanted to be a part of, uh,
1: the solution, not part of the problem. But also, it was a, a supply chain issue. We had a real big problem right. trying to get parts, just because of everything else that was going on. So our show really took longer to produce than than anticipated, maybe almost double. So we're we're a little late to the party, but we're 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 here.
2: Yeah, we're finally we finally arrived.
0: You know, uh, it's, it's, sometimes you got to be fashionably late, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's okay.
0: You know, you you guys did the whole Australia tour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second, because that, like, I am obsessed with going to Australia to ex- to experience their motorsports culture, just because from what I see from the outside, what was it like for you guys there?
1: It's like a different, it's like a different planet there, right? Like, it's, uh, it's uh, Australia has found a way to adapt itself and its own, you know, restrictions uh, to be able to do what we do there. Uh, on a, on a very small scale uh you know very small scale considering the fact that australia only only inhabits the edges of the the co- you know of the country and the and the middle is is desert and um and, and aborigines but you go there and the, the motorsports culture is is as is, is heavy as anywhere right like here you got different variances different graduations of of, of fanatics it's full-blown fanatic there were on the plane ride there there were uh stewardists and uh people working on the plane that knew we were going to australia for the motorsports event right yeah and they were whispering in our ear you go into someone that's <laughs> right <laughs> and so yeah. there, there was a huge buzz um
2: you know, like there is among car guys, but I think that it was just a little bit more mm-hmm. than what it normally is over here because there's a lot of events over here and there's few uh, fewer car events in Australia. Mm-hmm. So the excitement of the people, uh, it was awesome, man. Uh, uh, very gracious people. Uh, it doesn't matter where you go or what you do. Uh, it's always the people that make the place. Um, You know, if you arrive in New York City and someone's mean to you, you hate New York City. Right. But all the people there in uh, not that I hate New York City. I love New York, but uh, everyone in Australia was awesome and they were very good to us. So we love Australia. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> and they're going to scream right back, oi, oi, oi. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's what they do. That's right. <laughs> that's exactly what they'll do. That's like, we, we had some of them on the 10K Drag Shootout, th- those guys, and they were just, it's so hard to like describe their passion and how they do oh, things. My God. There. It's like, it's a different, like, can do attitude doesn't even begin to describe their call coach or what guys war do. it's like you're right. can... going to war <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like th- they get their mindset they're going to make something fast they're going to find a way to do it or if like they're like you know i want to put a blower on this tiny little car all right get out the cutting torch we're going to make it happen yeah. and that's what they do there right
2: Yeah. And it's more difficult for them, I think, because there's a lot more restrictions and laws of what you can do and what you can't do to your car. Um, And uh, so it's more difficult for them, but they find a way, you know, Uh, it's awesome people over there.
0: It it always cracks me up when I see some of the videos down there of like legit nine second street cars with like guys with like lap belts from the 1960s no roll cage and no one saying a word it's like you know what this is how we roll here boys die like men <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's true it's like it's like watching Braveheart, you know, and, and William Wallace is walking back and forth trying to inspire his men before they go to battle. That's right. That's, that's what it feels like well, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what it feels like. Everybody's just ready. You just tell them, you tell them go, and they're they're going to attack. So the, they're true fanatics.
0: You guys did the whole burnout competition down there. That That's a whole different world. What was that like?
1: You know, I mean, we took, we took America didn't know how to do burnouts until Australia was really doing them. And I, I wish America would have, been able to pick that up and, and, and earlier than we did. Uh, but the style in which they did it, it's just more exciting. You know, we've done static burnouts, car crews, car show burnouts for, decades here, but it doesn't match the way they do them. And it's kind of a hybrid version of drifting and stay and, and, and static burnouts. Right. Um, and they, they go for popping the tires. Uh, they've made a competition out of it. Um, and, you know, Hey, I saw it. I took something from it. Uh, I knew it was coming. Uh, I've been telling everybody it's coming. Uh, there's been a few influencers that have really picked it up um, and it's still coming. It's going to be one of the largest uh, motorsports uh, genres in the world, um, very soon. That's Asian's prediction of burnouts,
2: Australian style burnouts coming to America. Uh, it is not easy. Um, as a lot of people saw whenever I got behind the wheel down there, uh, the vehicle needs to be set up just right, just like in drag racing. And, um, uh, if not, well, Uh, you'll meet the wall (laughs) or it'll just
1: fall on its face. You know, the the vehicle
2: won't do a burnout if it's not making enough power. We built that vehicle in two weeks and, uh, um, it will, it was kind of, you know, almost thrown together. You, you know what it's like to put something together that quick. Uh, but it was still an awesome opportunity and learning experience. And we've done a, a couple of Australian style burnouts here in the States uh, yep. at some of our events. Yep. And we're hoping to continue to do that. And we want people to get involved in it and start building cars that are specially
1: built for burnouts. That's right. I mean, heck, just three years ago, we weren't even saying that word. Right, burnouts were just kind of a part of a car show, right? That's right. Three years ago, no one was saying, "Hey, you're gonna go to Cletus and Cars." Hey, you're gonna go to Hoonigan's Barn Burner. Hey, you're gonna. Right. Go. Three years ago, that didn't. No one was talking about it, right? But now it has to be a a, a point of conversation every every time now, or it's just not avoidable.
0: I love the fact you watch some of those videos and you'll see like legit pro mods, like like that. Their Damn. whole attitude out there is like got a pro mod mate yep throw it out on the skid pad <laughs> yeah that's right
1: yeah
0: like, All i see is like i'm like that's a half a million dollars out there doing burnouts with an engine yeah. that costs yeah. god knows how much i'm like love it i, I just i love it that, that whole yeah, attitude it. is awesome now part of the fun you guys used to you know with the farm truck it you know going out kind of fishing and catching people and it's, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's as much of a uh, sleeper as what it used to be because of the, the fame that has kind of come along with it, which, you know, it is what it is. But what are some of the better reactions you've got from people that might or might not have been on TV after the farm truck, you know, took them the to Gappelbees and got them the two for three special?
2: <laughs> well, um, you know, long before the show, when the truck was just built and Asian and I, we would go out fishing. um. That was the funnest that it ever was Um, just because the truck didn't look like much. And um, it was always fun to go up against a motorcycle uh, and beat a motorcycle. Um, You know, we went up against a lot of bikes. Um, If it was um, a leader bike or bigger, we probably couldn't outrun it uh, depending on the rider. But if it was smaller than a leader bike, we pretty much had them. And, uh, it was always a jaw dropper to them. Um, and, uh, it it was always fun to outrun a bike with a ratty old truck with the camper on it. So, uh, that was always
1: fun. And and, and it was fun for us because every single time it would surprise us too. Right. Here's farm truck wheeling this thing, right? He's just, he's, he's just put the 502 in it and we're going out like, all right, well, who do we think we can beat? Right. And so we're picking on these people and we're beating them every single time. Right. And so we were, we're just cracking up every time we put we, So it wasn't ego. It, there was no ego involved with that. It was in fact, almost the opposite. It was, it was kind of the quintessential uh, opposite of trying to find the rich guy, right. Trying to find the guy that, that had all his ego and money tied up into it, no matter what it was, let it be a Corvette or a, or, or a, uh, you know, an Italian supercar. Um, it, we just found that, the, the, the fast, the bigger, the ego, the bigger, the last for that's us. That's right. So we just had a good time of, of seeing people, people's soul leave their body.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's a good way to describe it. You know, especially you get those guys with that ego that have, you know, you get a squid on a leader bike that thinks he can take anything. And all of a sudden he's getting, that's right. getting drugged by a truck, you know, and that's, <laughs> I I've but, seen that happen firsthand. It's always entertaining.
2: You know, the, You know, all the supercars, you know, um, they're just under the belief that that's the fastest thing on the road. And uh, it's kind of been a goal of ours uh, to humble those guys, you know, not to make fun of them. uh, But, you know, um, it's the punchline. You know, you think you're going to get this. And you get this; those
1: are the funniest jokes, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. It's you know, it's 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 the whole point. Don't take yourself too seriously. And this is a hard lesson in life of not to do that, right? Like, here's this dirty radial truck with a with a with with a farmer and an Asian sitting inside of it, coming out to talk. You just got wore out by. Don't take yourself too seriously. That should be the wake up call. And then that's us laughing at the fact that they are taking themselves too seriously. So we're we're a bit of a jester in t- in in that sense. You
0: know the way you just bored that it made me realize something if they ever make another Cannonball Run movie you guys have to be in it 100% like like that that whole visual of like oh my god it's like the Cannonball Run movies
1: yeah. yeah, it truly, that's what it, the John Candy when he was at, you know, it's like, that's right. everybody taking themselves way too seriously, right? Sign us up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah,
1: Sign us up. I,
0: I think we, you know, just let, let's float the script to someone in Hollywood right now. Just you got to tell me use the phrase I like to use. Listen, I got a bad idea. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that usually could gauge really quick how much someone's going to be into something right
1: you're, you're right actually that's a good point i like yeah. that
0: it, it, it's funny you you talk about kind of catching people off guard and stuff like that again i guess you know it, i've been around enough sleepers to know that when i see you know the proverbial shit box in the staging lanes i'm like i always give that car that extra hard looking side eye. i'm like they're hiding something they always got to be hiding something
1: Sure. Yeah, it's it's true, you know. And it, you know, hey, the, the the truck isn't as deceptive as it used to be, uh, but it's still a sleeper. It's still the definition of a sleeper. If you build a sleeper, the truck is still it. It's just a well-known version of that, yeah. right? Uh and so, yeah, we can't go out and 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 uh really uh, trick people the way, but you'd be surprised how many people haven't watched the show. How many Hey, if there's there's a guy with an expensive car, I promise you he, de- he didn't spend his time in front of the television. He spent it behind a desk. He spent it, it trading stocks. He spent it working and grinding to a fine powder until he bought the thing he wanted. And then a couple idiots come up and beat him. There, there's a big head fake there. So you'd be you know everyone would be surprised how many people ha- don't watch television and how many people are successful by not watching television, right? Right
0: you know, that, 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 that could open up a whole nother can of worms, but I yeah. 110% agree with that. It also makes me think that, you know, were you guys kind of like the, uh, you know, where I went to college, there was always this legend of this one Fox body Mustang that just <laughs> smashed people. Like if you saw this car, it was like the Red Baron, you knew, like, don't go the other way yeah you guys have that you know before the show before all the yeah you know rewind it back was that part of like the legend of the farm truck like this this mythical creature stalking the the back roads of oklahoma we we think
1: it it was yeah we i it became that um it, it did there was there was a couple really daddy dave was one of them Right. Daddy Dave was he had this white Monte Carlo and his buddy Wiley had another Monte Carlo. So these twin white Monte Carlos would go out. Those are the really fast cars. But then the farm truck was the one coming up and beating everybody from the bottom and working his way to the top. And uh I had a car club at the time called Shifters, and we had five or six guys, and all of them had raced this truck with a and and we were, I was like, What truck? And they're because like, it's orange and white and it's running around. And um I had my 64 Nova at the time that was hot rotted. And uh, I went out there, found him. We lined it up, didn't even meet each other, and sure enough, he uh, he blew all four of my doors off. And uh, <laughs> we we pulled over, and you know I probably was getting a little cocky, but he didn't have any of it. He 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 made sure to show me how he made his truck better. He made his he, uh, farm truck showed me how to make my car better. And from then on, you know, he really became my my mentor, and so he became a legend and kind of the the William Wallace of street racing, at least locally for me, and uh, became my mentor later on.
0: See that—that's that, awesome to hear. That oh, thank you, know, you yeah. You 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 hear those those legendary stories about these different vehicles, and you know it, it kind of. I think it helps build when you when you're part of something like that. It helps kind of. I'll say build your brain and how you do things. Is that something like kind of how you wanted to carry in a new show that you had your idea on how you wanted to do things to make it kind of legendary.
1: Uh, you mean in the truck sense? You mean in the yeah,
0: like how you know the truck and how you know it was this thing and is that something how you wanted to approach the new show? It was like, hey, we need to do something that's going to set it
1: apart with
2: the new show. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we knew that the new show was going to be different, and it was going to be a build show, and we we had a lot of these ideas rolling around in our head about what we want to build, um, and I don't think that will ever end. We still have a lot of ideas. Uh, we got eight episodes. We built eight different things. Um, so the build show is very different from uh, the original Street Outlaw
1: show. hmm it's 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 kind of a hybrid of all these other car reality shows melded into one um the one thing about our show is is the fact that we're joking all the time right there's never a dull moment in, in the sense of there's always going to be a comic relief there's the it's it's full comic re- relief the whole 40 minutes you're wa- going to be watching it but then there's also the fact that we we took you know our talent pool we brought them all together and we tried to figure these things these vehicles out but they had to work you know even in monster garage they had to blow up a few they didn't work right Right. Um, uh, everybody has a couple stinkers that they put out, but every vehicle had to work, uh, had to roll under its own power on our show. So that's that 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 was the point. Oh,
0: you're, you're talking at my heartstrings with Monster Garage. That was one of my I, Jesse James is one of those people that, again, I, I hate. I, that's the one I look up to just because of his attitude and how he did things and how he calls it, how it is a Monster Garage. Like he just flat look at people and goes, that sucks. Like just, and it's like, you know what, you know, if you've ever met Jesse, you know that like, you're not going to clap back at him. That, that, that might be a bad choice. Yeah.
1: He's his own person. He's always been. Yeah. So,
0: you know, and I guess, you know, do you guys have like a, you know, you've done, you've done the show so far. Do you have like, I have my own big board of, I call it the big board of bad ideas. If I ever had the opportunity to build vehicles in a certain way, is, is, do you guys have more in the tank for more ideas?
1: we do yeah that's that's unlimited really right like uh the only time that you're not going to have ideas is the decide is the day you decide to quit, right? Um, yeah, all of the ideas are bad, all, all of them, every single one of them. Well,
2: they're terrible because <laughs> most of the things that we build are heavy and big um, and um, not fast because they're big and heavy and they're not aerodynamic at all. But you know, we've never claimed to be the fast guys at all. You know, the 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 farm truck and dung beetle—they're not fast compared to most racers uh but they're enough for us and we kind of stay in our lane and uh, as long as we can drive them on the street we can go to Sonic and get a Coke uh
1: roll the window down you know uh the vehicles are enough for us well our thing is we want vehicles that we have to explain to people right there's uh, you roll your Camaro to the car show like oh what is it it's a Camaro Yeah. Uh, And that's the end of the story. Right. right? Well, what motor put you in? Oh, it's an LS. Yeah. End of the story. Right. Uh, What transmission? Oh, that's a 4L60. End of the story. Right. Like, but if you build a farm boat, they're going to be like, what is that? Right. What motor? Did you, how'd you put the motor? what did you use for a propulsion system? What, what Hey, three, why not two? You, Who you, fell on their head and thought of that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So we wanted we wanted with this new show, we wanted to build vehicles that we could talk about that people could could look at it and not know what they're looking at. So that's that was the, the purpose and the point of, of, of each of these builds is to build something so unique that someone would have to tilt their head and ask a question
0: oh, it, it's like the hearse that I saw at PRI. Like I rounded the corner, I saw that. And like, it's one of those things that like the closer I got to it, the more I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And like you just walk around that whole vehicle. I'm like <laughs> That's right. like that, that was probably one of my top three coolest vehicles that was there just because of like, again, it's like, I hate it. It's going to sound terrible. It's like, you got into it like a teenager child's mind. and Like you create this vehicle that like, it, it's like tequila and firecrackers. It just speaks to men. You're like, yeah, <laughs> this is dangerous. I like yeah. it. You know, it,
2: it's right there. well, uh, dangerous is a good word to describe that thing. Um, and it, it, it is one bad dude, but the whole idea, uh, the vision of that was, um, Uh, we wanted it to look kind of like a time machine from 1958, uh, and that it was dug up out of a graveyard or left behind somewhere in a cemetery and we got it and fixed it up and got it running. Uh, so when the hood's closed, you really can't tell, um, you know,
1: that, um, that it is a monster. Yeah. Uh-huh. And even the hearse as by itself, if we would have stuck an LS in it, if we would have just put a regular, made it fast, made it kind of quick, it still would have been a conversation piece. Right. Uh, as is with anybody that would build a hearse and make it fast. Um, and so, it, yeah, it's it's that bait and switch. Right. Like Even back to the future, the the, the DeLorean, The Delorean's what made the, sh- the movie. Right. Uh, I, I, you probably already know the original stunt car, the original movie car was going to be a Ford Mustang. Right. And then the writers said, because Ford was going to sponsor, they were going to give them as many Ford Mustangs as they possibly wanted. But the writer said, Doc Brown, Brown doesn't drive a Ford Mustang. He, he, he has to drive something unique. He has to drive something so, so obnoxiously uh, incorrect that, that, that people will watch it and continue. So they made it a DeLorean and they use their own budget to buy the DeLoreans and ruin them and wreck them and tear them apart as opposed to taking the money that Ford was going to give them. And that set the movie apart, right? It became the mascot for the movie. All of our vehicles will become the mascot of each episode. Um, and, and hopefully it's enough to, to, to let people discuss it.
0: And, and folks you know those watching listen go to dragzine.com and check out the story i did on this thing Cause I, like jeremy wagler was there and i was like talking with him and i'm like i looked at him i looked at the engine I'm, like is that what i think it is you know underneath the hood he's like yeah it's one of our big gnarly deals i'm like this thing <laughs> just gets cooler by the second and like just looking at the whole build like if, if that's the t te- you know the farm bolt you know that yeah that's cool but like that hearse right there that tells me like if that's the teaser of what we're gonna see on this show that's that's gonna be cool because that's again, like you said, you could have could have put, you know, a million and one different combinations in it, but who puts a basically takes a hearse and sticks it on a truck chassis? It's like
2: who does that? Yeah. 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 Who, does who, that? Does that? who does that?
0: <laughs> it, 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 that that's what makes it cool. And again, it, it takes it to the next level. Cause yeah, you know, a hearse with a pro line pro charge deal, oh that's loud and cool, but it yeah, is yeah. but it's not diesel cool, it's not all wheel drive cool, it's a different yeah. level.
2: Yeah, you know, the hearse is the most complicated build um, of of our season, um, and uh, because of the all wheel drive, because of you know the diesel, um, and you know the gears, trying to figure out all of that stuff, and you know plus it weighs uh, over seven thousand pounds, uh, so it was a very difficult. Uh, Yeah, most people hung up on us whenever we told them we were trying to go fast in a vehicle that was over 7,000 pounds. Uh, You know, how do you race something like that without breaking it every single pass? Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, there's a lot of farm truck luck in there, you Mm -hmm. know? And uh, we were able to get some of that done. I think that,
1: that you know, the, go ahead, Kar, sorry. Off.
0: I was going to say, they're, they're giving you guys the number to like the, the, you know, defense contractors. Like these guys make tanks. They might be able to help.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Waggler's got, you know, government contracts. What's he doing messing around? Right. Like, so it's, uh, but it's, that's, that's, I think the automotive industry needs more uniqueness. It needs more courage. It needs people to, uh, Hey, you can chase cool. Cool is awesome, man. I love cool wheels. I love a good looking paint job. I do. I love that. I love going to them and seeing what people can do with their talents. Uh, but it's not what tells a story. You don't go and tell someone, man, I saw a really cool, cool uh, a Nova. Oh, what color was it? It was it, it was red. Okay, well, what motor was it was at LA. There's nothing remarkable about it. It's cool. Uh, but cool ends the moment you leave. Um, and so no one walks around and she's like, man, that guy was really cool. Remember that cool guy I met five years ago? He's just really cool. Remember? Him? Yeah, right. Remember that cool car? I saw it needs to be unique. The The automotive industry is, is gaining traction on uniqueness, unique individuals building unique vehicles. And um, that's what it needs more of.
0: Yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's personalities, you know, yeah. a, a lot of times, like I'll find a cool car to write a feature about, you know, like you said, like a Nova, I found a cool Nova down at LS Fest, but that was just the tip that that was the vessel to tell the story behind the car and then you start like a lot of times you'll see these cars, and you'll start looking and catching the details and stuff like that that kind of set them apart and that's what you know, to me it's, I always look at people I'm like tell me your story. What's the story behind this? And that's where you can find out the really interesting stuff. And it plays into what you just said. People like uniqueness. They like something that's different. They don't like a store-bought pre-packaged deal.
1: That's right. They want to be empowered. They want to be able to people want to leave church with a story to tell, right? They don't want to leave church with with with, you know, they want to leave words with the, the, the sermon needs to empower those people. To be able to go home and tell their family what well, what did you learn in church, it needs to be remarkable. Whatever you say, do, or, or 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 construct, it needs to be somewhat remarkable. Or it's just for you. It's just for the ego, and that's fine too. Everybody's got their goals, but if you're trying to build something that that the world can respond to, it needs to be remarkable.
0: Oh, I I love guys that do stuff like that go really fast the hard way. That just like you know Craig Sullivan yeah. with his Mercury. It's like. Of all the pro mods in the world, this dude built a forty nine Mercury, and it's and he goes the to the next level and puts you know like the 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 lowrider style wrap on this car, and it's got a screw blower. I'm like, this is why other countries hate America at times because we do stuff like this. <laughs> we, we, we look at convention, we're like, oh aerodynamics, we got a forty nine Merc with a screw blower. This is what we're gonna do.
2: Yeah, you know, and and that guy. Um... I always say uh, to build something unique, you have to take the long way home every single time. Uh, and it's a lot more work and a lot more effort to go fast in something like that Mercury uh, than it is, uh, you know, a Camaro or a Mustang. Um, but, um, you know, the the shock value, the entertainment value of looking at that old Merc go down the track is it's. It's what people remember. They bring those stories home and they tell their friends about the 49 Mark.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm sure you, you guys are this way too. When you're at a car show and you see like a really cool, unique car, I'll go up and talk to this cat. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you see the dudes that like build like old AMC stuff. That's not something you see all the time. I'm like, you, mm-hmm. tell me about this. You know, and you, you get to hear some really, really cool stories.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think that there's, you know, we, we go to some of those car shows and I think that some of those car guys confuse themselves, you know, they build this car for themselves, yet they take it to a car show and they got all these big, there's a lot of big egos at car shows, right? Like you'll go there and they don't want to talk to you. They're like, Is this your car? Yep. Yeah. Why'd you build it? If you're not, if you're going to bring a car here and show it off for the rest of the people to see, don't you want to talk to those people? Don't you want to tell your story? We find a lot of people don't even want to tell their story. They just want to be cool, right? So uh, we avoid those people, but the ones that have a story to tell and they, they, they're, they're proud of what they did or, you know, it, there was emotional value in it. Um, those are the ones we remember.
0: And you know, kind of looking at another thing I would change gears a little bit, you know, what we'll call what you guys do a job because it's you know what you got to sure. do to, to pay a job. The it's office. a job. Yeah, it's a job. That's what people understand. What we do is a job. That's you know, right. I, everybody's like, Oh, you go to the racetrack all the time. But I'm like, it, it's a job. I gotta put a lot of work into it. That's right. I, I know what my best part of my job is. What's the best part of what, what you guys do for a job?
1: Oh, man it's meeting it's for us it's meeting the the different people it's it's the it's the this has been such a big um i don't know what to really it's been a big movement the street outlaw movement the it's been a big um i don't know hammer to be able to put us in places we wouldn't normally get into it. The opportunity that is presented for us, right? As carved paths that we're like, oh, we can go down this road. Hey, we can walk in here. Hey, we can do that. We can kind of begin to, it's put this invisibility cloak on us as human beings and allowed us to kind of interject ourselves into people's lives, businesses, opportunities, organizations um, that we wouldn't have as the average Joe. And I feel bad for that, for the average Joe has to work. You know, four times as hard to try and just have a conversation with the person he wants to talk to. Uh, it's really given us uh, a blessing to be able to have. They're already interested in us. It has set the stage for them to ask us questions, to be able to say, hey, yeah, come in here, tell us your story. Um, so it's teed us up for opportunity.
2: Yeah. And on, on my end, um, it's the kids. Um, if we can inspire uh, some kids to get out there and build something, you know, rather than uh, playing video games and, uh, you know, being on the internet uh, their whole life. Um, if we if, if we can get some kids to get out there and build some cool stuff, unique stuff, whatever, uh, that's the best part for, for me. I love uh being able to do that and motivating and there's been a lot of uh fans that uh have young fans that have brought their cars to us and wanted us to sign the dash uh and that is just amazing that uh we didn't really help them do anything but we inspired them to get out there and work on something um
0: it's interesting because you don't realize you're a be you're a part of history. Like you, you look at it that way, it's like that has gotta be, you know, part of your job is like you're you're gonna be immortal if you think about it with what you've done with the show and in the drag race in history. And you don't like you don't, I guess, realize that because you're just you're living in the moment, right? Now, you're
2: you're exactly right. And then when kids come up to us, I remember the first time that a kid came up to us and said, I grew up watching you, <laughs> and we're looking at this young man. You know, and he grew up watching up. He was, oh yeah, we have been doing this for ten years. I mean, yeah, it it just took us by surprise. Yeah, he's twenty now. Yeah, well,
1: he was or, or twenty one. He was eleven when yeah. we first started watching. It's crazy for us to be able to kind of. read. So you're right. Standing in the middle of, of the tornado, it's hard to imagine there's a tornado. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> that's right.
0: It, it, it's your life, but it's a tornado you don't realize. Yeah. It.
1: And you're that's a good way to describe it, right? You can't see the tornado if you're in the middle of it. So. No. Um,
0: The cool thing that I also like, I see a lot of is, you know, when fans and racers travel to places, they'll take pictures where they go. You know, I'll see people take selfies in front of the Freedom Factory, selfies Mm -hmm. in front of other shops. And I've seen them, you know, like they'll put on their map, hey, I'm going to OKC. I'm going to go check, you know, where are these guys at? I want to go see this. That again, that's got to be a cool part of the job is that you like you've inspired people to take that extra step out of if they're on vacation or on business, that they want to come interact with you.
1: Yeah, that that's been cool. You know, we even do that. Hey, even before the show existed, um, we would we would go on road trips and go to racing events, and we would stop at places that had been filmed movie spots sure uh prop prop locations uh we even went by american pickers and dropped by their location right and we kind of you know hey we're, we're not oblivious to what we can begin to adopt and what what good practice business practices we can put into place and um we saw what they did with that and we said hey there's an opportunity here we don't we people want to do this they want to see what you've done and if you don't give them nothing what do they come see right like we so farm had the idea you know hey Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had our own location, if we had our own place? So he kind of, he found this old firehouse, you know, and uh, not too far from where we live. And we started renting it and, you know, hey, uh, s- several years later down the road, we, we get the opportunity to buy it. Now we own it. Right. And so having a hub for people to come see where we filmed, where we work on the vehicles, where we hang out. Um, I think that's important. for. Them. It's fun for fans to get to stop in and see that, you know.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's like a it's like a backstage tour. You know, at Disney yeah. World, you know that that's the best <laughs> way to describe it. Except, you know, it's it's
1: horsepower and fun. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Hundred percent.
0: Now, the new show is getting ready to drop. And what was your favorite part about creating the content for this? Because you know, for me, I've got my own things I like. It's my favorite part about creating certain kinds of content. What was like the the, the spark for you guys that made it just awesome to do?
2: Well, the amazing thing is um, that we thought of these ideas and then we were able to bring them to life. You know uh, it took a lot of hard work, um, you know, and uh, most people just see, uh, you know, the tip of the iceberg, the fun part, but they don't ever see what actually it took to get it done. But the amazing thing is, is that we can think of something, uh, put some time and effort into it. And all of a sudden this thing appears. Uh, with a lot
1: of hard work, um, it's that's my favorite part of it. You know? Yeah, I think I think F- Farms right on the point with that. We for eight eight episodes for eight different vehicles. We we scientifically prove that your ideas can become reality, right? And you hear that Tony Rob go to a Tony Robbins conference. Go go to yeah. a TED talk, right? And they'll tell you all about it. You can spend all your money on books and motivate, but the fact is, come up with an idea, put all your effort into it. And it'll happen. It'll happen. It had to happen. We were they paid us to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. But but irregardless if someone's paying you or not paying you, or you got your own personal product, whatever you can think of, you can create with enough time and effort.
0: You know, kind of going off of that, was there anything you guys came up with where the powers that be said, we're gonna have to run this past legal?
1: Well, well there was oh, a lot. Yeah, there was a couple lots of, of yeah, that. Yeah. And even though we ran they ran it past like we kept building it. <laughs> 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 we, My man. We, we got we got yelled at yeah a lot we're still getting yelled um, at yeah that's right but th- 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 we would tell them hey the vehicle's already half built you know so uh and then they were like all right but can so, you make it slower
2: yeah <laughs> we got yelled at for the nitrous chair and yeah.
1: which was an accident
2: yeah you know we yeah. didn't I, I didn't mean to do that yeah
1: right yeah big mistake they didn't want anything the one rule was they didn't want anything to get airborne that was the <laughs> one rule <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh.
2: So that gave us great ideas, yeah. you know, or or bad ideas.
1: Yeah, that have yet to come come to fruition. <laughs> and, so, and that,
0: and I can't imagine working a job where they say now listen you can't do anything that goes airborne <laughs> like, <that's something.
1: laughs> that was the only rule that was really the only hard rule right. they gave us even, we, even the military doesn't hear that no <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like said, it, it falls underneath the classification of sometimes it's better to ask up for forgiveness than permission right
1: that's that's, that's right. kind of how we did it yeah we knew we were never going to do anything wrong or put anybody's in harm's way intentionally that was our job to put ourselves in harm's way right we were never going to put put anybody i mean accidents happen but uh for the most part we felt relatively confident from the team we had that no one was going to get injured and so they they trusted us and put some risk in uh in us this time
0: I actually i can only imagine those meetings where they're like they, they've they've looked at prior case sister they're like man we, we we need good content but where do we put shackles on these guys like they're they're trying to figure it out like they, they just go let's just not have them fly anything that will be the yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's yeah. it's true yeah it's and we have hey, we, we've had plenty of phone calls where they're on the end of that and, and just really we felt 16 years old you know a couple of times just because we, we we went too far with a couple you know,
2: i'm sure that if you ask them uh they would say that they weren't yelling at us but <laughs> you know when you're getting yelled at and uh reprimanded yeah. and uh yeah we felt like that uh, we were 16 years old a few times oh yeah getting
0: yelled <laughs> at. they're looking at product requests like Jet engine? Absolutely not.
2: (laughs) Trust us, that was one of them. Well, we tried to buy one. And we wanted them to follow us to come film it. And they were like, no way. No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> it was airborne again. It can't
0: yeah. go airborne, right? Yeah. <laughs> then you're just like, well, listen, we're, we're talking to this guy named Bob Boats Has a jet truck. So we're going to promise it. If it goes to airborne, something really bad is happening. They're just yeah, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's insurance to cover that. I'm sure
0: they're just looking to like rewind that phrase a little bit. Let's let's wind it back in. But again, that that's part of the fun. And when you're trying to be a creative person to come up with this stuff mm. honestly sometimes we do need people to to reel us in a little bit because we come up with this tunnel vision idea we're like this is going to be great and someone with some shred of common sense has to go no no you're going to hurt yourself and other people yeah you know?
2: you're right you're right yeah. yeah that is a good idea but what if you die
1: <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> the, the <laughs> ratings will get better never thought about that <laughs> the ratings. D- but die. that's you know i mean we're, <laughs> you, even then we're like i know you don't we don't we don't think about that we don't think about that being the end goal, right? Like oh what if you die? Well what if i do? Right? Like i was having a great time before it stopped, right? Like so it's uh, i mean why do you go skydiving? Because you might die, right? You don't if you were guaranteed not to die no one would go skydiving. Right? There would be no you you want a little tiny 0.01% chance of death. You do. You want that
0: everybody has different levels of what they will have is what we'll call acceptable sketchiness. Some people have a very low end of it. Oh, yeah. Some of us have a higher end of it. And like, yeah. I look at it as long as I've got good safety gear and something looks like it's probably going to be okay. Yeah. You know, you only live once, give it a shot. What's yeah, the worst yeah. happen?
1: Sometimes twice. Hey, if you, if you're a Buddhist, you come back. Right. <laughs> so
0: yeah. And, and I'm sure is you know, kind of off of that same deal. Another question I just thought of here, has there ever been any point to your guys' adventures where you looked at either, you know, we've all been to race tracks. You're like, Oh, this is kind of sketch. Is there been a point where you've kind of taken pause for a second and gone, maybe we need to, to look at this again.
1: Oh, well, there's been some demolition derbies. There's been some dirt track races um, that we have been like, okay, that was a good time once right uh, where we kind of got outside of our wheelhouse a little too much maybe um, or, or we involved people that that had their egos out a little too much um, it's always when the egos get in front of the intent that you have problems
0: I could only imagine yeah that, that, that's a great way to paint that picture and, and again it, it comes down you talk to someone like Frankie Taylor that went damn near 300 miles an hour in a door car. He said, that was really fun to do one
1: time. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you get one opportunity and, and you're like, all right, yeah, that, that, that's for the books.
0: Definitely. Now, I always like to throw at least one fun question at my guests. And, you know, I've done time machines, unlimited bank uh, accounts, uh-huh. control of the drag racing universe. For you guys, you have an unlimited bus budget, all the money in the world. You have access to go to any shop you want to go to you're going to run build something to run to the top of the list what are you going to build and who's going to build it you know anything in the world Just
1: hypothetical just dream question Dr-
0: yeah this is that dream question when you're driving home from the race at three o'clock in the morning and you got to make sure you don't drive your rig off the road and you okay? Of this scenario well, well two,
1: two, it's kind of a two-part for for the, the realistic is we probably would never do that being farm trucking agent who we are but let's just pretend right like and so There's some local guys that build some pretty fast cars. We build a truck. Yeah, we build a truck. Uh, We might bring in Don Dial. You know, he's a local guy. Uh, Alex Taylor, Dennis Taylor, they build some fast cars, right? Uh, We might take something to their shop. Our first
2: choice would be uh, Oklahoma people, since we're from Oklahoma. Yeah. We always like to include uh, our Oklahoma family Mm -hmm. uh, in anything that we do. Um,
1: That would be first and foremost. Uh, But, hey, you know, we would have – our style is we would bring everybody together. We'd have a, a, a meeting with Ryan Martin. That's you know, right. We'd have sure. a meeting with murder Nova. We'd have a meeting with chief and say, Hey guys, this is, this is what we want to do. Um, and, and at the end of the day, I think we'd still mess that up. I think we'd still, <laughs> I think we'd still mess that up. man. So yeah, we probably would even hype. We still have to put ourselves, our own personality still into it, right? Like even our own once in dreams, the unlimited budget, unlimited shop, we would still mess that up. I promise you, we would, we would put a, billion dollars into a car and it would just be the most uncool uh hairball sketchiest thing you'd ever drive but it'd be the fastest thing in the world <laughs> that no one would drive
0: i just want to see you guys build a pro mod like version of the farm truck like a pro mod no prep truck I, I, in my mind that's what i think that you would try to be going for like you said to go sure. off the rails a little bit it would be like, this streamlined c10 is what it's supposed to be
1: but it's, i gotcha I, it, it that'd be cool in- <laughs> that'd be cool you know uh get chip foose involved you know yeah. to have them sketch it out there's been a lot of talk about
2: that um but uh, just to um it takes so much time to invest into a race car like that uh and it would it would consume all of our time and uh we're also not smart enough to go that fast. <laughs> we're not. We're not, <laughs> we're not. It's true. Right. So it always, it always kind of comes back. It takes a whole team of people to do that, you know, and, uh, the, 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 uh, Asian and I, we're just not, uh, I don't think we're cut out for that,
1: but we'd give it a go and it'd be a beautiful disaster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is the entertainment factor would be through the roof. The fast factor, maybe not so much, but you, you That's know, right. you'd have a
1: lot of fun making a lot of noise, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. You give us the checkbook and we're going to have a good time.
2: Yeah. It, I, I, I think if we did that, it would be no different from the way the list was and the farm truck and dung beetle trying to get on the list. Uh, you know, we we got our asses kicked, you know, um, and every time those guys race, they get more experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like that if the if the street outlaws went up against the NHRA right now. Uh, they would probably get their butts kicked um, because of the experience in that world. And we don't have the experience
1: in their world. Yeah. And it's crazy to think about, like, we would have to have that motivation. Something would have to, something would have to click with us that made us believe we could do it because, you know, I, even today I was driving here and I was thinking, I was thinking about Ryan Martin, right? I was just thinking about his race program what he's done, what he's accomplished um, and, it's impressive considering the fact that he came in halfway through Street Outlaw season. We're already three, three, three years deep, four years deep in it. He comes in and smashes and crushes and just turns us all into a fine powder. And he's still doing it with MPK. He's doing it anywhere he wants to do it with small town club races. How does he do it? Is okay. Well, you could say well he's got a pro line mower. He's got it. well. So does Daddy Dave. Well, he's a good driver. So is Daddy Dave. Well, he's a good tuner. Well, so is Chief. Right. So what is the magic? We don't know. We don't, I don't, I have no
2: clue. And no one has done what Ryan Martin has done. There's a lot of people that have tried
1: to beat him once Um, or twice. Liz Musi's captured some, some of it. What's that magic, man? And it's not the money because all these other guys have resources. Um, They're, they're skilled, they're talented. What has Ryan Martin unlocked? that he's been able, I don't know. So to build something unlimited budget with as much skill and talent, you're still not going to beat the outlier. You're not. And Ryan Martin's an outlier and you have to remove him from the equation. You know what I'm saying? You have to remove the bottom, which is us. We're the the bottom outlier. And then you have to remove Ryan Martin, who's the top outlier. Right. And then somewhere in the middle, maybe we could hit. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of it that way. That's (laughs) it, right right
0: but so. at the same time i enjoy the answer the fact that you guys are 100% You're like listen doesn't matter what we're gonna build it's still gonna be you know a
1: circus we ain't gonna be, be we ain't gonna be right but we'll lie through our teeth and tell him we are
0: <laughs> and you'll have a ryan good, don't know that yeah and you'll have a good time doing it right that's yeah. right that's, that's right, right. Well, guys, our time here is coming to the end, and I like to give my guests their opportunity to kind of channel, channel their inner John Force and thank all their sponsors and thank whoever they need to thank and, you know, go off. You know, so I turn the show over to you, my friends. You know, thank you. You need to thank. Tell people where they can find you out, what you got going on, a whole lot sure. more. So take it away.
1: Hey, Discovery Channel, January 10th. It'll be Street Outlaws, Farm Truck, and Asian. We'll be trailing the OG Outlaw show uh, coming in. So it's going to be important. Uh, we, we obviously need to thank Discovery Channel, Pilgrim Studios for putting this thing on. It's the funnel to be able to thank all the sponsors that did help us. We thank uh, guys like you, Brian, for being able to put us on your show, uh, give our message, tell, t- tell the world what we're about, what's about to happen. Um, so we thank every single one of you that put effort into telling somebody else's story
0: you know, it's been great to have you guys on the show. I I knew it would be a lot of fun because you were definitely not wallflowers and the stories flowed, <laughs> a fun time was had by all. And uh, hopefully I'll, uh, I'll see you guys out on the road this year.
1: Kick ass. We'll see you again soon, man. All right. We'll see you out there. Thank you. Thanks, Brian.